Welcome to Flat Church Lilongwe's Inspiring Sermon Podcast, where faith meets community. Join us on a transformative journey as we explore the word together. Stay tuned for messages that uplift and empower. Let's dive in. Uh, today, we thank you, Lord, for the kindness that you've been showing us and that you show us. And God, I pray that uh, this year, uh, may it be amazing and beautiful as we'll be saving you as a church and um, yeah, and being here in the space that you have called us. And God, I pray that uh, may you be an encouragement to all of us in whatever we are doing. And I ask God as we dive into your word that may your spirit speak to our hearts today and may you show us your truth and may you help us to follow your truth and live in your truth. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Now, if we can, I want us to stand and uh, one more time as we read Jeremiah 29, verses 4 to 14. Jeremiah 29, verses 4 to 14. That's if you can. Um, and then we're going to have the words up on the screen. Jeremiah 29. This is why the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there and do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to their dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and the future. Then you call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I'll bring you back from captivity and I'll gather you from all the nations and places where I banished you, declares the Lord. And I'll bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. This is the word of the Lord. Go ahead and have a seat. Um, Remember, we're going to eat together, so you can get excited and look forward to that and endure a little bit more. So today, I'm launching a new series called Here For It, uh, Here For It, and the bottom line for this is being a present community in the city for God's kingdom, being a present community in the city for God's kingdom. You know, there are three ways that we can choose to live our lives here in the city. The first way is choosing to live a life of reclusion. Now, a life of reclusion is when we isolate ourselves, when we build walls around us and we isolate ourselves. And mainly this is driven by fear, you know, fear of rejection, that we feel like, hey, if we go out there, we're going to be rejected, a fear that we're going to get exposed. So therefore, we choose to just isolate ourselves. And we can choose to live like that as individuals but also us together as a church and the second way we can choose to live our life is living a life of retaliation this is often driven by a need to win 
you know, we want to win. And uh, what we do is we desire to conquer the world by crafty arguments. So we choose to retaliate. And sometimes we develop um, this attitude of blaming others uh, where we just spend days and time just correcting people's faults. And by doing this, people begin to see us as being disagreeable, argumentative. People begin to see us as uh, people that are divisive. You know, we create scenarios uh, where we are like, it's kind of like them against us or us against them. And it's never, ever helpful. You know, when you're living your life with the desire, you know, to win and the need to win by, you know, crafty arguments and, and wanting to present yourself that you're right and everybody else, it never works. But the final way that we can choose to live our life is uh, to live a life of reconciliation. Live a life of reconciliation. This is when we choose uh, to, to see healing in the world. We desire to see healing in the world. We desire to see a world where God is reconciling people to himself. In fact, this is the way of Jesus, where we don't, we don't use people's sins against themselves. We don't use people's failures against them, but we choose to, you know, instead of building walls around us, we actually break them and we allow people to come in. You know, this is when we are saying we're going to live a life of incarnation where we want to see broken relationships being healed. This is the way of Jesus. Jesus who comes among us, lives right in the face of brokenness. This is when we are living in the way that Jesus tells us to live. That even though we are in the world, but we are not of the world. So we are living for Jesus. We are living for his glory. And it is in that spirit that we see this passage of Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah was a prophet who was caught by God, invited very young. In fact, he refused. He was like, I'm too young for this. I don't want to go on this. But God, you know, through his grace, carries him through and anoints him as a prophet. And, and, and the book of Jeremiah, you know, you've got this guy who is like, you know, prophesying judgment and hope. You know, he's prophesying judgment and hope at the same time. And so you see a part of it where he's saying to people, because uh, the people that he was talking to at this time, they had run away from God. They had rebelled. They are worshiping idols. So Jeremiah came in to warn the people and say, hey, by the way, watch out. Your life, the life that you're living is not godly. And in fact, God is going to bring in a powerful kingdom. The Babylonians are going to come and take you captive. So you need to repent. You need to repent. But these guys were not repenting. And we see through King Nebuchadnezzar that they actually became, you know, um, they were taken into captivity. Uh, so they were taken in there in this captivity. And, you know, God, God's message to them is not saying like, hey, get out of there. It's like, no, stay there. Uh, God's message to them is like, I want you to live in a way that's going to be known that God's people were present, that God's people were there. You know, when I was in secondary school, uh, you know, we would, uh, you know, you were in, in, in the classroom and the ceiling and walls were covered by the same statement and the statement would say, Humphreys was here. You know, like, what? Jeru was here. Jeru, 50 Cent was here. Like, okay, all right, I didn't know this. You know, uh, but not in an arrogant way for us as believers, wherever we go, needs to say a statement that God's people were here. 
that God's people were present. And this is the message that God wants these guys to go so, to, to take. So God says to them, hey, by the way, I, I know the plans. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I have plans, you know, for you. Now, God saying that I have got plans for you, it's God's way of saying, live your life in such a way that reflects the plans that I have for you. And this is the message that I wanted to get today. If you don't hear me say anything else, I wanted to catch this. Live your life as one whom God has plans for. Live your life as one whom God has plans for. The call here is for them to embrace the reality that God has a plans for them that gives them a hope and a future. And they shouldn't live their life saying, then I will live in hope. Then I will live like I have a future. No, God says, now today, live in this reality that you have got hope. Now today, live in this reality that you have a future. Now today, live your life knowing that God has good plans for you. God has good plans for you. So live your life. Live your life knowing that you are a blessing and therefore be a blessing to others. But we can only be a blessing to others when we remember that we've been blessed by God. You know, we're not going to live a life of purpose where we're inviting people to embrace God's purpose for them if we have, if we have not embraced God's purpose for ourselves. So God says to them, like, hey, I want you to live with intentionality. I want you to live in this reality that I've got plans for you. And can you live in line with that? I don't want you to take that life into the future. I want you to embrace it as a reality, living a life of incarnation right there. So what does this mean? What does this look like? How does living as if God has plans for us, one who God has plans for, you know, look like. Number one, don't just be concerned about the progress you gain from the city you're in, but be more concerned about the praises you have in the city. You know, because remember there, God is talking to them, just like us in the city of Lilongwe, right? Right in the capital, God is saying to them, hey, this city is going to give you opportunities this city is going to have you progress in life, but don't just be concerned with the gain, the progress that you gain in the city, but be more concerned with the praises you have in the city. So this is what he tells them, verse 5 and 6, which, where, where are we going to dwell in? Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons. Arrange marriages. Yeah, I think some, some people are like against arranged marriage. But let me ask you a question, right? Would you rather, would you rather, you have to answer this, would you rather meet the first person you are in a, marry the first person you are in a relationship with or the person your mom chooses for you? Would you rather the mar the person, uh, marry the person you met at first? Uh, okay, one person, yeah? So the rest of you, would you rather marry the person your mom chooses for you? Yeah? Arranged marriages are amazing. That's, what I, that's my point, right? So don't be against this. <laughs> don't be, just be against this, right? So God says, yeah, find wives for your sons. Whew, that would have been good. Give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. And may we remember 
you know, the, the kind of people that God is saying these things to, these, peop- these are the people that don't want to be here. These are the people that are looking to get out of this place. These are the people that are not excited. They were taken in into this place. And probably they desire to get out. And that's why Jeremiah, God through Jeremiah warns them and says, do not listen to the false prophets who are prophesying, saying you're going to get out of there. You know? And you are actually encouraging them. And the reason why they were encouraging them is because the prophets were saying things that they wanted to hear, right? It's like, yeah, we're going to be getting out of here very soon, God says. And they'll be like, yes, amen to that. But God says, no, do not listen to them. Don't just think of your, an, a way out. You know, you want to just escape from this. They were looking for an escape plan. But God's escape plan for them was like, hey, don't just pay attention to what you're getting from the city and, so that you can live a comfortable life. But I wanted to pay attention to the presence that you have in the city. You may not have chosen to, to be where you are. You may not have chosen where you end up, but you can choose to be a blessing wherever you end up. You may not have chosen to be in this scenario, in this space, in this situation, but right there, you can actually be a blessing. So don't just be concerned about how the city helps you push your agenda and brings you success, but be willing to be there. Watch out the presence that you have, you know, in the city. You know, this is a reality where God is saying to them, don't just pay attention to the successes, but also sit in the brokenness that the city brings. Sit there. Thank God the city gives you jobs, business opportunities, and creates wealth. Praise God. You know, about that. But also pay attention to how you're living in the city. Pay attention because that way it will say either you are, you're going to live your life as one whom God has plans for or the opposite. But live your life as someone whom God has plans for. Number two, focus on the work God's plan is doing in you and not how the plan pans out. Focus on the work God's plan um, is doing in you not how the plan works out. Again, you know, build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat while they produce, marry, and you know, wait, be there. You know, I think often it's like, oh, God has plans for me, then I want to check out how that plans pan out, how it looks like in my life, how it works in my life. But God says, no, there is something that God's plan is doing in you and pay attention to that. Because watch out as he says, build it there. Settle there, plant there, enjoy the fruit of your labor there, marry there, have grandkids there, right? Now the crazy thing is that all of these things don't just happen like that. They take time. You know, if you're going to build something, it's going to take time, which we're going to see, right, as a church, right? If you're going to plant something, it's going to take time for you to enjoy the fruit of that. You're going to take time. But you've got to embrace the process that that thing takes you through before you enjoy the fruit. So it is in the process. And wherever there is a process, it means patience must exist. Wherever there's process, it means growth does exist. So you've got to be willing to embrace the process of being in this space. Don't just be concerned with the outcome 
but also be concerned or you know, pay more attention to the process that you're going through. And most of us, most of us are unwilling to go through a process, but we get excited about the outcome of the process. You know, so what it brings you, you know, some of us like want to be an amazing singer like Kelvin sings, but we're unwilling to actually sit in the boring process of practice, right? Training. That's boring. I don't want to sit in that. I want to just enjoy the fruits, you know, of this. Oh, I want to, if anything else that you desire to be good at, you have to be willing to sit through the process of it. And there, when you sit in the process of it, that's where God's work happens. That's where a shift in you begins to happen. Because that process is going to begin to expose in you what's really important. It's going to begin to expose in you what really matters. It's going to begin to expose a lot in you that you need to shed off and let go. So he says, go through the process. Marry. Sit in those boring wedding committees. You know, eat the fruits. You know, plant. That means like, do the boring, of, boring work of tilling the ground, right? Have kids, change your poopy diapers. That's the process. You gotta, you gotta go through it. You gotta go through the process. And when you do that, you're living like one whom God has plans for. And finally, it is not just about what we get from the city, it's about what we bring to the city. It's not just about what we get from the city. It's about what we bring to the city. So verse 7 says, Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. You know, God wants them not to be just consumers, but he wants them to be contributors you know, to the places that God has caused them. Because if God tells them, seek the peace and prosperity. The word seek is not passive. The word seek is actually active. The word seek is not passive. The word seek means action. Be involved. And if you're going to be concerned about peace, guess what's going to happen? You're going to do things that bring peace into the city. If you're concerned about prosperity, you're going to be concerned, you're going to be doing things that bring prosperity into the city, into the city. So don't just be concerned about what you're getting from the city, but contribute. Be a blessing in the city. Bless people. And the good thing is that when we bless others, others will also bless, you know, other people. Um, you know, we have a word which came from church called blesser, but now it's been distorted, right? Like the word blesser now means something else crazy. And it's like, what, when did this happen, you know? So I was a bit careful in, the, in this time of TikTok, how do I say the word, you know, you become a blesser. It's like, oof. Maybe I might be communicating something. Else. But I want to just say what I mean by this is that you go and do good works in a way that glorifies God. Amen? All right, let's do that. You know, one of the questions that I've been wrestling with, I mentioned this towards the end of last year, but one of the questions that I think we need to actually answer as a church is the question, if Flat Church was not here, would people miss us? If Flat Church was not in Lilongwe, would people miss floods here? And it matters how we answer that question. If our answer is like, mm, probably not, or maybe a little bit, then we are 
not being present. We are not being here in this city. And God is calling us to be actually present, to be here and to be a blessing and to make an impact into this city. So what would people miss about us, about flood? What would people miss about flood? And would they actually miss us? Would they actually miss us? All right. I just have two proposals that I want to, maybe three, that I want to put to, to, uh, to you guys and how you can practice this. Number one, mourn what you can't change, but trust God to fix, to fix things for you. Mourn what you can't change, but trust God to fix things for you. And I think often most of us living in the city, we are good at complaining. Now, mourning sometimes involves complaining, like lament. If you're going to lament to God, there is complaining that happens. But actually, true lament doesn't end at, compl- uh, at, at just complaining. True, true lament needs to end with hope. You need to embrace that reality that God says to you, I actually have good plans for you to give a hope and a future. And you need to have that. You need to have that. So you're going to encounter things in the city. And when you encounter things in the city, they're going to break you. They're going to break you. See, either you're going to choose to just complain, that's it. Or you're going to mourn the brokenness. Or you're going to mourn the sin. Or you're going to mourn the broken systems. Because mourning actually opens up a way of how you could get involved of what is it that you could do right where you are. And most of us just complain. And when, when we just complain, we, we develop contempt. And it's hard to bless people that you, you have developed contempt for. You know, it's hard to bless people that you can't respect. It's hard to bless people that you cannot honor. And I think God is calling us to, to live our lives differently, to live our lives differently, to say, hey, there's a brokenness there. I'm going to mourn it, but we're going to bring it to God for God to fix it. And then I'm going to wrestle with how does God want me to be involved in this? <clears throat> Number two, avoid, live, li- avoid living a life of trying and start living a life of trusting in God. Stop trying and start trusting. You know, like when we read passages like this or when we encourage each other to be a blessing into the city, we're going to live lives as though like, hey, let's try to be that. But actually the invitation is that we can trust God because it is God who has good plans for us. It is God who has a future and a hope for us. So we're going to live our lives trusting God. So we will trust God as we fight injustices. We're going to trust God as we bring healing to broken spaces. We're going to trust God. And trusting God takes off, the, off of your shoulders this weight that you have to carry, that you are the one that's going to fix things in the world. It's not on you. It's on Jesus. It's on Jesus. All right. You know, I'm not a, like a big sticker person, you know, like bumper stickers that we put on the, on the cars, like, the blood of Jesus is driving this car, and you're like, no, it's not. Like, it's not. Like, come on, the way you're moving, bro, like, there's no blood of Jesus here, right? I'm not really big on that. But I made stickers today, you know, uh, and, and I wanted to give you guys those stickers. And, uh, you know, in this, in this sermon series, 
We want to pay attention to just four things, but I know there are all kinds of ways that God wants us to be involved. But we want to remind ourselves that we are here in this city, and we are here to bless. We are here to love, you know, in this city. We are here to bring justice in this city, and we are here to give. We are here to be generous. So we want to do that. So I'm going to have like our team to just like, you know, distribute this to you guys as we finish you know, our time uh, together. And you can put them on laptops, you can put them wherever, you know, on the fridges, wherever, on your car even, here to bless, right? Uh, just, just watch how you're driving now, right? Because, yeah, you're here to bless. Yeah, not to curse, to bless, right? Um, so so, so we got to do that, and we got to do that better. Uh, so we're going to have people doing that, and as we do that, um, you know, our worship team is going to just, uh, you know, lead us in a worship song, and as we finish, and maybe be reminded of the reality that God says, I have plans for you. And the better way that you embrace that reality is when you start and choose to live your life as one whom God has plans for. And as you walk out the door today, living that reality that I'm walking out of here knowing that God has plans for me. And therefore, that will be reflected in my life. I will live my life as whom God has plans for. Because God has plans for you. Let's just be in this space and embrace this. So may we, you know, if you can, uh, maybe we can stand as uh, we worship God just one last time before we go. Um, and our team will still be giving stickers to those that might want to get it. If all of us could get it, that would be great.